Welcome to the weekend edition of the We Are Wrestling Podcast. And we're here on Friday nights with the Friday Night Wrap-Up. Yep. And we're going to start with Rampage. It started off with Sammy Guevara versus Action Andretti. It was alright. It was okay, yeah. Yeah, I I don't know why this is still going on. Like they moved on from Action Andretti. Like this should be over, right? It should be. Like apparently they moved on from Action Andretti and fucking Ricky Stark. Like that was a thing. So. Yeah, this is that was dumb. So then we got a Darby Allen promo. I have no earthly idea what Darby Allen is talking about. He said next week he's going to something. And he didn't quite clearly say what the fuck he was going to do, but like apparently he's going to do something big on Dynamite. I don't know what it is, but okay. like I'm I'm kind of shocked that he's back, so it's like, okay, cool. So soon at that. Yeah, and then the funny part was like, then Jungle Boy said, well, on Dynamite, I'm going to go for a championship or something. He basically said that he's moving on from Christian and he's going on to his next thing. So I'm like, okay, there's only so many titles that they have. And I would like for Jungle Boy to go after the TNT title, despite what everybody is saying he should go for the international title, because... Darby, if Darby's going for a title, he should go after the international title. I mean, yeah, he should go after the international title because he's already had the TNT title like a gazillion times. So just like keep yeah. him away from that belt and give him something new. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. And speaking of the TNT title, we see QT Marshall and Hobbs and they're talking, and Hobbs, I mean, QT says, hey, guys, this week I'm going to have QT TV and tell you who broke into Wardlow's car. So basically, they're implying that he broke into Wardlow's car. Yeah, it's a storyline, 100%. Yeah. So then we get the acclaim versus Jack Carwill and Starboy Charlie from GCW. Yeah. Like, I was surprised that they showed up here. Like, I know that they're in GCW hometown territory because they're, like, in Southern California, where GCW usually is. But I wasn't expecting GCW talent on AEW. Yeah, it kind of threw me off, too. Yeah. So the claim get the win and 2.0 come out and they're saying, hey, hey, (laughs) we want you and our team. Okay. Did you notice Tony Schiavone actually caught him 2.0 still? Yeah. Yeah. And then Jericho, while still on commentary, throws to him and the Jericho Society talk about how they're going to beat everybody next week for the titles in Winnipeg. And I was like, what? Like, like you just threw to that. Like, you said that go to this video package and it's you. Okay. That was kind of weird. Yeah. 
And then we had Preston Vance, who they're not calling Pero Pelagroso, on like on the screen. His name is just Preston Vance. So I'm like, what the f- yeah, he said it a bunch of times, but I'm like, why didn't they just call him that as his name? Because like I thought that's what he changed his name to. Yeah, no, Preston Vance. <laughs> he can't even say he can't even say the fucking like word. So no, Preston Vance. Yeah. <laughs> so. He took on Tenoshke Takeshka, and Takeshka got the win, and so that moves on to that. Yeah. So then we get Swerve, and Swerve says, Keith Lee, you took out Parker Boudreaux, you took out Trench, and now I'm going to get you back. I got more bullets in the game. Never see what's coming. And like, as soon as he said that, I'm like, okay, wait, he's teaming up with somebody from the Bullet Club? Like... That's exactly what I thought. Okay. Because it felt that way. It felt like... Because, like, there was no reason for him to say, I got more bullets in a gun, the way that he said it. Like, I know it's, like, it's a phrase, but the way it was said, it was, like, the emphasis on bullet. Like, oh, it might be some bullet club involvement. I mean, they do have the New Japan working relationship, so you never know. That could be a thing. Probably juice. I hope not, but probably juice. I hope it's like I hope it's not juice. Like I hope it's like somebody else. I don't even know who I would like put with. I don't know who I would put with. Like maybe Chris Bay and Ace Austin, but like I don't know if the impact relationship is still going. I, I don't know. Because I also was gonna say Kenta, but Kenta's wrestling there too. Yeah. Like I like I don't know. Like I have no idea who they would do. The only reason I don't say Kenta is because he's still locked into the tournament that's going on in Japan, so I don't see him being in the US anytime soon. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So then we had Mark Briscoe come out and Mark Briscoe said we're gonna have title match at Ring of Honor Final Battle. It's gonna be the Reach for the Sky Boys ladder match for the new Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions, and he brought out his friends. The first entry in the match, Lucha Brothers. Eh, that was okay. I feel, but I feel like it looks like if they weren't like cool with him, they wouldn't be in that shit. Yeah, like I, I don't think that that should have, it was I'm just not understanding the thing. Like, maybe it's because they're called the Lucha Brothers and they're brothers that that's the reason he's, like, gravitating to that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's it. 100%. 100%. So, then it was Stokely Halfway talking about how he's going to face Hook next week. And Matt Hardy said, I'm going to train you. I'm going to make you better. Yeah. I can't wait to see him try to do a fucking twist of head. Yeah. And so then we get to the main event was Riho versus Nyla Rose, who we haven't seen on TV in forever. How about that? And Riho gets the win because after the match, she gets attacked by the Outsiders and they beat her down and spray paint her. So now Riho is going to join up with Britt Baker and Jamie to go against the Outsiders. Hooray. 
this storyline is so fucking weird. Yes. So with Riho joining, out joining the non-outsiders, the originals, I guess you could call them. We have an open spot for the TBS title, and remember, we were trying to figure out who's a Canadian that could go against Jay. Who's the Canadian? Well, apparently, it's been rumored and talked about that Taya Valkyrie is no longer with Impact. She's done. She's done. She's a free agent, and she said, I'm expressing interest in going to either WWE or AEW. Whichever one gives me a call. And as soon as she said that, I was like, she is a Canadian. Yep. A yep. good match. I'm like, okay, that that's a thing. 100%. So, also, it's being reported, something that we have reported on this podcast a bunch of times about Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks leaving AEW. And it's very funny that like a lot of people immediately just jump to their random ass opinions on what they think is going on, what they think should happen. And I'm like, well, you just need to chill because like there's a lot more that you don't know that's going on right here. And they're like, nah, fuck this. Like, I don't think that this is happening. I've seen so many people just immediately go like, oh, like Tony is trying to restructure the contract so he can sign all three of them to longer in a contract. And people are like, Oh, they're never leaving AEW. The Bucks have young kids and you can only work one week a day. I mean, one day a week with AEW so they get to be at home. So that's better for them. And they're definitely not going to do it. And I don't think Kenny is going to sign. And it's like, bro, you nobody knows what's going to happen. And like, it was a weird uproar like, where people were like, yeah, I don't see it happening. I don't see it happening. And I'm just like, the Kenny thing is like, I'm not going to say a full lock that Kenny's leaving AEW, but I probably would go as far as say probably like 75% that Kenny is leaving and going to WWE. That's where I stand on that. It's the most logical thing for him. Yeah. And as far as the Bucks, like, I don't know what they're going to do. Like, I'm not even going to sit here and be like, oh, the Bucks are going to stay in AEW because, like I said, it was said on fucking commentary, and I pointed that out because I was like, that's so fucking random, where they came out and Excalibur said, enjoy them while you have them, folks. And I'm like, that's weird. That's so weird. And like, that's, like I said, that was kind of pointing to like, they may be leaving, and what they tweeted, not tweeted, but put on their head thing was like, oh, three more months and you never know what can happen and it's like they've alluded to it and I know like people do fuckery like FTR did fuckery and just like played around with everybody's emotion like they were gonna leave and it's like this could possibly happen like I'm not joking the Bucks could leave it would be it would be a shock and yeah I honestly wonder how the AEW crowd would literally just be like how they would feel about all four of the people who started AEW no longer being AEW. I wonder how they feel. 100% they're turning on them. 100%. But like, I don't, like, I've never fucking understand that because I enjoy AEW the same or probably more when the elite are gone. 
it's like, oh, they're gone. Oh, I enjoy AEW. And people are like, yeah. no, my people who created this are leaving. So that means everything is bad. And it's like, if you enjoy AEW, just enjoy the fucking company. Don't get sad that they left. Just be like, all right, they left. Or it's wrestling. Move on. Who are our new people we're going to love? I I don't understand when people get too tribalistic about that. But they do. Like, at a certain point, it doesn't matter who leaves a certain company. They survive anyway. They look around it. Exactly. So, since we're talking about WWE, some more pay-per-view news dropped. And it's like, what the fuck? Another WWE is scheduling another pay-per-view or big live event, whatever they want to call it, in Australia. They're like, listen, we're going to make one in Australia. So that's Puerto Rico, Saudi Arabia, London, big stadium show in Detroit, now a big stadium show in Australia. Like, I don't know what the fuck Triple H has done. Like, this is his... Like, people have to remember, this is his first full year in creative control. This is different. Like, this is something that, like, people have been asking for. Like, yo, pay-per-view in another country? Pay-per-view in another country? And it's like, here we go. I'm delivering. It's like, what is happening? He's put an emphasis in the whole world wrestling entertainment. Like, yes. He's putting emphasis in the world now. <laughs> yes, and this is like this feels like a whole refresh for WWE, and a lot of people like that have been fans for a long time are seeing this and going, "This feels different." Because I know I talked to, like I talked to somebody today, and they were from another country, and it was like, "Dude, like I've been waiting a long time for WWE to start doing pay per views outside of the states, and like, fuck, this is awesome." And they were fucking losing their shit, and I'm like, "Dude, like this is how it should be. This is how WWE should run their shit. You're a world brand. Fucking take the shit around the world. Let everybody enjoy that shit." Mm-hmm. Hundred percent. So that was one thing. So let's talk about SmackDown. And I like that it's like so much more that they can do with what they have in the bloodline because it's so much they could do with just this storyline. Because show opens up, Paul Heyman's out there with an umbrella and the Usos pull up. Jimmy and Jay and he hugs Jay Jay stone face Jay doesn't even want to hug him Jay goes where's Roman and Paul just like like I'm glad to have you back I'm glad to have you back and, and Jay says if Roman wants to talk I'll be out in the ring and he walks off and I was like wow there, there's more intrigue into this story than just the normal intrigue of oh, Jay's back. That didn't seem like he was like cool with Roman still, you know. Yes, yes, and 
I liked it. Like I said, I liked that fact because it was like immediately you're like, oh, they're back together, but they have a twist. Like, no, here's a twist. It's not fully healed. The wounds aren't fully healed, but we'll figure out why later on. It's like, okay. So then we start off with the Intercontinental number one contenders match, five way. Xavier Woods, Killer Cross, L.A. Knight, and Drew McIntyre, and Sheamus. I like the way this ended. Good match, in my opinion. Yeah, I like the way that this ended because Sheamus broke-kicked L.A. Knight, and Drew Claymore kicked Killer Cross. And they're both laying in a ring. They look at each other for a second and it was like, oh shit, I gotta pin them. They both jumped with somebody and made two referees out there. Both referees counted one, two, three, and they both won the match. It was good. But they kind of like fucked it up later, but we both have a theory about that next week. Yeah. So Kayla asked Paul, she says, Paul, what's up? And Paul starts talking and Paul says, yo, when I talk to Roman, I always ask him, do you want to handle this gangster or do you want to handle this the regular way? It, it, it was funny. A lot of people was laughing hard at Paul saying gangster. It threw me off like crazy. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I don't I don't know why he did that, but like it's, it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> so Paul basically was talking about Cody Rhodes, so that's a thing. So yeah. then here's the thing. Early in the day, like very, very early in the day we had a leak for who was going to be in the Hall of Fame. It's like, hey, Great Moon is going to be announced to be in the Hall of Fame tonight. And I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, that's, that checks out because he's supposed to be in the Hall of Fame. They're announced the Hall of Famers tonight. Okay, cool. They're going to announce him. But they didn't. They changed it and Rey Mysterio is going into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. I know you're happy because he's your favorite wrestler. He's been your favorite wrestler since you were a small wee child. Rey Mysterio has been your favorite. Fuck, he wasn't. What? You don't... You weren't a fan of the Hummingbird? You love the Hummingbird. I don't even remember the Hummingbird. I want him gone. So this is a perfect opportunity for him to leave on this. Rey's your favorite. Rey's your favorite. Congratulations on your favorite going in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, having the flu right now is my favorite compared to him. God damn. <laughs> so, Ray comes out to celebrate his Hall of Fame shit, and he gets interrupted by his no good son, Dominic. And then, look at He's not a good boy, he's a bad boy. Take that. I see what you did there. <laughs> so Legado del Fantasma comes out and says, No, fuck you, we stand with Ray. And we have a six man 
is Legado del Fantasma versus the Judgment Day. And of course, Dominic gets the win by cheating. So Ray's still out there. Dominic starts talking shit to Ray and he said, I wish I was Eddie's son. And everybody goes, oh my God. I'm like, that's not that bad. Like, it's true. He wish he was Eddie's son. Look at him. He looked just like him. Exactly. And he is Eddie's son. True. So Dominic pushes Ray. Then he goes to charge Ray. And Ray ducks and Dominic falls out the ring. And everybody's cheering. Once again, I still can't understand why Ray won't help. Once again, some parents don't like to hit their kids. Dude, Santos got into his face. Like, Santos walked up to Ray and was like, you should have smacked him. Why didn't you smack him? And he's like, dude, I can't do it. Yeah. And he's going to eventually do it, but yeah, like some parents are like that. Yeah, but like, uh, it, it just... It like it boggles my mind because like I don't think I've like I don't think I've ever seen a situation like this where like he's like someone has never put their hands on their kid. And I I don't No no I like you didn't let me finish. I don't mean okay. in real life, I mean in wrestling. I've never okay. seen that. I've never seen it. Like it's always oh like, I'm just going to disrespect you and the dad beats the shit out of the son. Just beats the shit out of him. And, like, the son gets mad and gets angry and then, like, cheats and wins and beats the dad. But it's always the dad just just snaps and just beats the shit out of him. Like, no, I can't let you do this. There's even been points where, like, the kid was just being bad and the dad just came out and just fucked him up. Like, it's, like that's what I'm saying. It's never, like, this is so it's so weird to me because it's like in wrestling it's like this happens all the time like some dads just beat the shit out of their sons it's gonna happen eventually you know like you just gotta give it a minute you know that's I, exactly the way it's gonna happen Ray's gonna like, get pissed off and finally beat his ass and when he gets him he's gonna get him like real bad I know but like this has been way too long like I know yeah. that you'd be like oh well stories need to breathe stories need to breathe yeah, but this is way too overdone. It's way too overdone and just dumb. Because, like, Ray's like, I'm not going to hit you. I'm not going to hit you. It's like, we have three weeks <laughs> of WrestleMania. Punch the shit out of us a little bit. So let's get let's get the match. Let's just do it. Yeah. And then somebody somebody probably say, well, they don't want to do physicality until WrestleMania. <laughs> fine. All of that's fine. All of that's fucking fine. But, like, do something. Do something. Get mad. Like, don't just walk off. Like, this is wrestling. Like, do something. How many like times we had family members face each other? You know, like it's not a big deal. Exactly. Like that's what pissing me off. It's like this is wrestling. This happens all the time. Like so. Yeah, let's move on from that shit. I actually wanted Jimmy and Jay to wrestle at one point, but that's probably never going to happen either. That's not true. That's not true. Like, I okay. like I could guarantee you after WrestleMania, it's going to break down and we're going to get Jimmy versus Jay. And like I said, 
if like this is gonna happen and this is a way to keep the bloodline story keep going forever I'm so they're, gonna, they're gonna lose the tag titles and then it's gonna come to the point cause like I'm gonna mention something later on but is it gonna come to like it's gonna happen okay so then we get the Bald Brothers versus Valhalla and the War Raiders. War Raiders win. Whatever. Moving on. Who cares? Yep. So then we get Gunther. And Gunther's like, yo, who is my opponent for WrestleMania? Adam Pierce is like, um, one of them. Who is my opponent? I'll take on both of them. All right, listen. I, I, I'll do a match next weekend. Whoever wins to take you on at WrestleMania. Like I better have an opponent. And he walks off, and it's like he literally said, "I will take on both of them." And then Adam Pierce is like, "No, nah, I'll fix this." Dude, just kill both of them. Like next week could have been avoided. That, that was pointless. Exactly. So next week we get the one-on-one match for no reason: Shamus versus Drew McIntyre. We know how it's going to end. It doesn't matter. Which 100% either one of them are winning and it's still going to be a fucking three-way. Yep. Just like we predicted in January. But yeah. Mm -hmm. So then we get Charlotte versus Shotzi. Charlotte said she wanted a match tonight. And Adam Pearce said, okay, fine. I'll give you a match. I had to figure out who you're going to fight. He finds Shotzi. Charlotte beats Shotzi. Rhea comes out. Rhea says, I'm not the punk that she beat three years ago. I've evolved. And Charlotte said, good. I'm glad you evolved. But I'm going to beat this evolved form. So there you go. And she just walks off. I'm like, that was pointless. <laughs> like, the funny part is, like, Rhea's yeah, Rhea's going to win. But, like, this whole thing is pointless. It's like, it's pointless. Yeah, as long as Rhea gets her win back. Yes. That's the, the whole point of this whole thing. Long-term storytelling. Yep. So, then we get the Usos showing up. Jimmy and Jay. And they get in the ring. And Jay... First off. First off. This is the best part. They're coming down to the ring and Michael Cole is telling the story. And Michael Cole pulls one of my numbers from the podcast. Michael Cole starts talking and Michael Cole says, Jimmy came back home. Jimmy did this. And Wade goes, Jay. Jay did this. I was like, yo, how the in that case, like Michael Cole was you and Wade Barrett was me. Yes. <laughs> that shit was hilarious. Yeah. So Jay gets on the mic and Jay's talking and Jay says, Yo, listen. I don't even have to answer to y'all. I don't even answer to y'all. Like, you know what? As a matter of fact, what would you do? And I, all I could think about was that ABC series with that dude that come up to you and be like, what would you do in this situation? This is like a fake scenario. And then, <laughs> like, it is just... Oh, my like, God. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's fucked up, because that's all I thought about. 
Wow. But Jay says, it's my brother. My brother was on the line and I had to do it. I had to do it. And he says it right there. He goes, I didn't want to do it, but I had no choice. I had to save my brother. And I'm like, so basically you said you still want to be with Sammy. You just only did this to save Jay's ass. Notice never once did he say he did it for Roman. Exactly. And the way that he's talking, it's like he wants to go at Roman. Like when he said, tell Roman to see me out in the ring if he want to know if I'm back or not. Like everything he's doing Mm -hmm. is leading up to them leaving the bloodline. But if Jimmy is too deep in the bloodline and he won't leave, we will get Jay versus Jimmy at one point. Okay. Yeah. So Jay starts talking shit and he starts talking shit about Sam. He starts talking shit about Cody. And Cody shows up and says, hey man, listen, you called my name too many times. You want to do this? Let's go. So first off, Cody has on a whole overcoat, has on a shirt, has on a tie, has on all of this stuff. And as he's saying this, Sammy gets in the ring and Sammy starts beating up Jay. So Sammy's beating up Jay. Cody gets in the ring. I lie to you not. Cody gets in the ring and just starts beating up Jimmy. I'm like, where the fuck did Cody's clothes go? He had on way too many clothes and just all of a sudden, he has on pants and just beating shit out of Jimmy. I'm like, where the fuck did his clothes go? And it just disappeared. He ripped his shit off like he ripped his heck. Yeah, yeah, it just disappeared. I was like, "What the fuck?" Like, what? I, I was, I was so mesmerized. It was, it was so awesome. I didn't notice it that you pointed it out. I was like, "Wait, where the fuck all that shit go?" Because he had a lot of fucking layers. Yeah, that's what fucked me up. I'm like, it, it was like I don't mean. There were minutes in between. There was not minutes in between. There was literally like five seconds. Five seconds he was off camera and he just was shirtless. And it's like, how? Like, can somebody explain that? It was fucking weird. It was. I was just so, like, I was just so at a loss right there. I was like, what the fuck? But they beat the shit out of the Usos and the Usos ran off. So basically how I'm seeing this is going to play out, this is how it's going to start. They're going to set up a match between the Usos and Cody and Sin. And that's how it's going to start. Okay. Because I think that's going to probably be on Raw. Like that's going to be on Raw. And then Solo's going to get it. Once Solo gets in it, boom. Then here comes Kevin. Then they're going to do a three-way, and then it spins off to WrestleMania. That works. Yep. So that that's a whole thing. And that's the end of SmackDown. Going into weeks before WrestleMania, we're getting closer and closer to WrestleMania eventually. And 
It'll be good. Yeah. It'll be here before we know it. Yeah. It, and that's very soon. So, yeah. yeah. So now we can uh, wrap this podcast and you guys can enjoy it and expect the next one next week. And you can enjoy it. Yes. <laughs>